Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission, to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. Yes, yes, yes. We are back with the Frankie Lee Podcast. Today, we've got a guest on the show who's a personal friend of mine, been a quality mentor to me and obviously given me a lot of uh, advice and guidance over the last few years in, in a lot of stuff that I've done. I want to give you a little bit of an introduction. So Luke McGuire is one of the world's leading affiliate marketers and he's created probably about five to ten different softwares in different niches over the last few years that have just revolutionized many industries and the way that people approach marketing in general. Now, Luke's gone from earning between five and six figures a year to turning over like eight to $10 million Australian a year. Like He's revolutionized the game in what he's doing. Luke, welcome to the show. What's up, Frankie? Thank you guys for having me today. And I'm excited for this one. I've been, I know we've been trying to get this done for a while now, but we're here now and I'm excited. Uh, and thank you to everyone listening as well. Mate, mate. Obviously, like I think, I think the first thing we've got to obviously go over for, for, from my point of view is obviously to give people a bit of a background and context into obviously everything you've done it's like how did you even come across affiliate marketing and even getting into the affiliate marketing space because it's not something that i mean it's peddled as a kind of get rich quick scheme now for everyone on youtube and everything else but but when you got into it like probably like 10 years ago it wasn't something that was highly talked about so how did you come across it and how did you get into it yeah for sure so i guess i'll just give you a brief rundown of my story I was born here on the Gold Coast. I went to school here, went to a really good school. And my story is not really a rags to riches story. I had a very normal upbringing. My parents worked their ass off to send me to a good school, which I was basically at the class clown. Didn't was never interested in anything at all at school besides just being a bit of a yeah, bit of a clown. Finished school, went to university because I didn't know what else I was going to do. I was working in a car park at the same time, and uh, I, I park helping to park cars, and then I got a degree degree in business uh, with a major in marketing and a minor in entrepreneurship and finishing uni I thought okay well I guess I'll get a job now um, and I found it as well even in a business degree you find a lot of people doing business degrees purely for the fact that just wasting time yeah they don't really know what else they want to do so they do something that can kind of cover all, all areas I guess so that, would, that they think would help them but at university, all I really learned was how to talk to girls and how to drink beer. So I didn't really <laughs> learn too much at university, to be honest, besides that. However, one subject I did, we did there, it was a brand new subject. And this was around the time that MySpace was getting um, taken over by Facebook. Like Facebook was becoming the number one platform to be on. MySpace was still there. I bloody loved MySpace so much. I thought that was the best social media platform. I was actually really sad when it went. But Facebook came in to dominate uh, and Facebook just released their Facebook ad platform, and I was and I said, "Oh, this is kind of cool." And then we had this assignment in this online marketing class at university, where the university gave each group five hundred dollars to go and learn Facebook ads for local businesses. And by learn Facebook ads, it was basically going through the manual tutorial when you create a Facebook ad. And back then, it was so primitive; it was literally like enter an age group, enter the gender and enter the area. It wasn't as advanced as Facebook ads is now. Um, but we drove some traffic online to this local business um, with this money and completely intangibly. And the business was actually a hotel chain. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we got them a lot of um, a lot of bookings there. It was the Kira Surf Hotel. Um, 
and I actually got some bookings from this process. And I thought that's really cool. But then when I finished that 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 subject, I didn't really think anything of it. Um, I didn't think that I could, there would be a career path in Facebook marketing back then. There was no local agencies out there where it seems now every third person's a social media marketing expert, right? Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, finished uni, and then I couldn't. I still couldn't get a job. So I applied for 80 jobs to the point of like even applying to be a guy that would hand out Red Bull cans. I got denied that as well. And I was like, far out. What what am I meant to do? I'm now in, like, I'm in my early 20s by this point. I didn't have a dollar to my name. Um, everything, I, I, I was just partying every weekend. It was just this really rough, rough time. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and, because, and because I couldn't get a job, I th- thought to myself, okay, I'm going to Google how do I make money online, and I think which is which is which is the term that I reckon every one of us has, has Googled at one point or another. Yeah, exactly. So how to make money online, and I did that, and uh, I went through the same process and the rabbit holing process that many people do, where they'll they'll find one course or one software or one product that excites them. They feel this rush. They can afford it because it's only like thirty bucks, and but you think this thirty dollar product is going to change your life. Um, because that's what they're telling you on a sales page. And I uh, went through the same process then of then after purchasing it, trying my best for a bit, hitting roadblocks and then giving up. And yeah. um, and I was I had my fingers in a bunch of different pies. I was doing Facebook marketing. I was um, I was trying to start a local agency. Where, so that was one course that I picked up at that point in time. It was how to do SEO, so Google rankings for local businesses, yeah. how to actually go to those local businesses and, and have them pay you to do SEO to rank them in Google. Um, but I thought to myself, well, SEO seems a bit too hard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really focus a bit more on um, Facebook marketing. So I was going into businesses, trying to get businesses to say yes, um, to sign me up. Um, so we'll, we'll have to use me to do their Facebook marketing for them. She's just going, you just going to businesses one by one by one was, by yeah, one. Just walking into them. I'd already been rejected from all my jobs. So that wasn't really too scared about more rejection, but I thought, you know, maybe if I can just keep on doing this, some people will say, yes, I'll see this as an opportunity. And it's really ironic. Now, if you, if you say to a business, um, are you on Facebook? They'll all say yes. Then they'll all say it's important to have a social media presence where back then businesses would laugh at me they would say get out we don't need facebook facebook's for kids it's like myspace we don't need to be on this um so when i was doing that um and i was almost like bsing my way back then i knew how to do basic facebook ads no one really was doing facebook ads they just launched um i knew some basic seo stuff i knew how to create a wordpress website and i and i kind of was just going to businesses with a small shop a small package offering that i was also working it out as i was going but um so I was doing that, I, and then I had this course um, that I purchased as well, on, on, which was about how to actually sell products um, as an affiliate. So an affiliate affiliate marketer is essentially all that is. It's a referral program. So there's two sides of affiliate marketing. Um, the first is where I started and where many of you guys can start, especially if, if you haven't got a huge budget. You basically can, or you, or you might not have your own product or service, you can sell products online um, Basically, anything online you can sell as an affiliate, anything on Amazon, um, any online products, software, anywhere that you see referral. Referral program is essentially is, an affiliate is, program. So basically, what to, to relate it to a lot of what you see today is anytime you see a discount code from a 
Instagram influencer or anything like that. That is basically they, they are affiliate. They're an affiliate marketer for someone else's product. Yeah, correct. So they're affiliate. They are affiliated with the business, which is essentially the term affiliate marketing. And then um, in this course that I was going through, they were saying to me. Um, and, and by the way, there's there's products everywhere that's that that are affiliate products. It, like tangible goods like TVs and whatnot you can sell on Amazon and make a commission from that Sony basically all their products you can make an affiliate commission from those but they're not very big they're like 5-10% which can be a lot if you can sell a 10 grand TV um, but I wanted to really um, find the programs and the products where there was 50% commission 60% commission 70% commission so if I knew how to drive traffic to someone's offer and I get paid 50 to 80% of that actual sale yeah. and me just simply driving the traffic. I don't need to need to be the expert in the field. I just need to get the traffic there and match up with the offer. And then I had this, this SEO course that was saying, rank a site reviewing a specific product or service that is a need, not a want. So what do people need? Not And, and I thought to myself, okay, what do people need? So I went on this website called ClickBank it's basically a giant site of affiliate products for every single niche imaginable, from esports to um, health and wealth, health and, and wealth, yeah, yeah. And, and like absolute how to mow your lawn, everything. There's a product for absolutely everything. Um, and I was looking through the health section, uh, and then I actually filtered out um, what were the most top selling products. And there was a product on how to how to cure. And a yeast infection naturally. And at the time, I had no idea what a yeast infection was. I could see it was selling like crazy, though, and you would get, and I would get paid like $30, $37 US per sale of this ebook. And this ebook was done by this professional doctor that spent his past 30 years of his life um, studying yeast infections and candida and all these different things that I had no idea what the words meant until I had to research them, which was also quite shocking. Um, to see how unfortunate some of these people that have yeast infections are. Uh, so I was like, you know what? People do need this ebook. If this works, <laughs> they do need this. So I ranked this website, really basic website, how to cure a yeast infection um, naturally. I was ranking for that keyword. And then I just simply did a review of this ebook, broke down the chapters. It was really basic. And then I had a buy button, which was my affiliate link. So when anyone purchased through that buy button link, um, I would then get. A percentage of that sale instantly without having to deliver the product see the product do anything with the product um that's all on the vendor side so um i ranked this site nothing happened for about a week but then finally i woke up one morning and then i made 37 dollars um for selling one of these ebooks complete intangible product um i don't know the owner i don't know the customer but i was able to do this and i was like what the hell i made this money when i slept and that was a light bulb moment for me when i realized that I can make money without investing my time on going. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really big wake-up call. And I think that's a big thing um, in today's world where we're seeing so many people that are starting side hustles or are starting a different form of business uh, or even quitting their jobs to do an online business full-time is because up until the past 10, 15 years, we really haven't had the ability to not trade our time for money. Yeah, um, we've got leverage these days, haven't we? We've got so yeah. many platforms you can leverage, like Teachable, like Shopify, yeah. Amazon, all these platforms, even eBay, places like that. You can you can leverage, you can sell your services on Fiverr. You know, anything you can do, you can obviously put you know put something in place that that allows you to sell whilst you're asleep. Yeah, exactly. And it's a beautiful thing for a lot of people to be able to do. Yeah. 
Um, so then, and then, so while I, while I made my first sale there, that made me so excited because it was my first success I've really ever got. Like like I was saying earlier, at school I did very average. I got an OP seventeen. For those of you that have been brought up here in Queensland, you would know how horrible of a high school score that is. It's probably in the top worst five percent of the entire state. Um, and then getting all these rejections from jobs, it really got me down. But when I had it, it was only thirty seven dollars, but it was. The, it was my first it, it kind was of proof success of concept. Yeah. It was your proof of concept that you needed yeah. you know, so, to say, I can do this. Yeah, so I was doing that. And then also, I, I back then, it, it, I, I noticed one of, like, one of my friends, she was the only person at the time that I knew that had a giant social media fl- following. This was before Facebook owned Instagram. So this is before the word influencer was even around. Um, like, a, like an Instagram influencer. There was no such thing as that word or no one coined that term then. But this girl, she had a giant following. Went to high school with her, and then I said, and then she all she'd also lost a lot of weight um, from where she was in high school to, excuse me, um, to this insanely fit, um, gorgeous um, girl. And she posted this before and after on her Instagram page. And I said to her, I said, "Wow, like that that's an insane transformation. How did you do it?" She's like, "Oh, I've just been dieting, blah blah blah." And then that kind of struck a light bulb in my mind. I said, let's let's start a diet plan then, and we can share your journey, and we can create a little PDF product, and then we can see if we can do the flip side of um, of what I've been doing with affiliate stuff, promoting other people's offers. See if we can get people to promote your who, who, offer. Who was this influencer? Um, Madison Gordon. Right. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, and um, she's been she's one of my like best friends ever since we were in, like really like grade five or six in in, in school. So we've known each other forever and. But at this time as well, I didn't know how to price things accordingly. I, like, I didn't know how much value. And, um, and for a long time, I didn't, didn't know how much value I brought to the table for people I work with. I think so I would really undercut myself and not charge the right amounts or not do things at 50-50. Or, um, or, and with this deal with Madison, I think I had 5 or 10%. But for the amount of work I was doing, I... I I was watching her, but before I go into that, basically she started making 30 grand a month, 35 grand a month, all for selling this PDF fitness plan. And again, this was before anyone else was doing PDF fitness plans or online diet programs. Because again, now it's a very saturated market, but back then it was not at all. Um, and we were doing Facebook ads for it. No one was doing Facebook ads for um, online courses or diet plans or anything like that. And I saw this giant success and it started making me some good money. At this point as well, I was still hustling, trying to get local businesses and clients to sign up to my um, social media marketing agency, which is called Social Media Mansion. Um, And slowly but surely, I got some clients on there, but I was over-delivering and under-charging as well. Uh, And then I was doing the affiliate stuff as well. Um, And then I started having some good income coming in, but I was just exhausted. I had no time left and the biggest thing I wanted I loved about online business and that I wanted to be able to do was have a lot more time free that I didn't have to be getting drilled and grinded and like exhausted every single day so um and at this point I was with um one of my ex-partners and and she was on Instagram her following was growing quite um quite big at the time and again this is before really the word influencer was out there and um she basically was getting to a point where she was so obsessed with it she was waking up every morning at 4am to post a prime time uh, to her following and 
uh, and it would piss me off because I wanted to sleep. I'm can't I just sleep? Like, can't you do this later? So no, this is where the most engagement happens. And I'm so like, she's trying. She's trying to mimic the algorithm with with, with posts, and obviously trying yeah. to hit, hit that prime time spot so she can Which get is more engagement. Smart, but I was just I, I. It's not a smart thing to wake me up because I love my sleep, you know. So and she yeah, would wake yeah. me up. So um, I'm like, can't you? I said to her, can't you effing schedule schedule this stuff or. And then I then I stopped and I was like, oh wait, no, I've got, I've got three telephones because back then, on one phone device you could only log into five Instagram accounts and you couldn't do it like you can now. They, they like where they they can all be logged in at once. Back then you could only you would log into one account and you have to log out, log into the next, log out, and you could only log into five Instagram accounts per mobile device and then it was bricked. You, you couldn't. Um, Log into a six. So you had to have like three or four phones to look after your one to one clients. Yeah, yeah. and I, and I look like a dodgy drug dealer or something. It looks so stupid me having all these phones. And I was like, oh, like surely there's a, there's a better way. Why can't I schedule this and manage this and post content from my computer? And why is there no way to schedule this at all? Um, and that made me think, okay, well maybe there's a way I can do this. So I started going out researching software development how do i get into that space and what do i do and then at this point of time these two internet marketers that i followed um they just launched an seo um wordpress plugin which was a tool that helped you rank in google it would um basically go in and fix all your keywords and um, all the back end stuff of the site that google likes to see and tags and all this different stuff um, and they did over seven seven hundred grand in a week, and I and I watched their entire launch, and I and of the release of this product, and I was blown away. I had no idea how they did such huge numbers in one week, and it really intrigued me um, because ideally, in my mind, I was like, I want to release software. I want to be able to. But, you, uh, but how, how much money were you personally making at the time by doing this ebook and your local marketing and all this stuff? I mean, what were you turning over at that point? At this point, I was probably turning over probably five, six, six grand a month at times. But like, but from, from ground zero to five or six grand a month, how long do you reckon that took you? Probably about, it would have been, it would have been, well, I didn't make any money until I was about 20, 23. So, but in, from when I had my first success in, in all these areas in within one year got to that point, but the years prior where I was making really nothing, I was learning a lot of this stuff yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. Because so. I want people to really understand, Luke, is the fact that, you know, with, with what you're going to say through this podcast mm. um, and the journey that, you, that I know that you've been on, it's going to sound a lot easier than what it's actually been. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really want to put a, 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 a time frame from, and how many, how, how long was it you had to, to like, lear, start learning this game where you made absolutely zero dollars before you'd compounded enough knowledge through what you'd put together to start making your first $37 and then on from that making six grand a month? Yeah, sure. Well, I, I, like, with that, with that ebook, I'm sorry, with that um, first affiliate sale, that took me three weeks because I had the actual blueprint of what to actually do. When, I, when you know what to do, things aren't hard. Um, and when you've been given the, like, and, but in saying that, a lot of these online products, they're just crap. They're rubbish. They don't get you any results. But this one really did. It really helped. So it wasn't a many year process. It was, this was very quick to be able to make that $37. But that's not a sustainable income at all. And that, that ebook selling was never a sustainable income. It was so random. Um, but I didn't have the skill set then to know how to leverage that even further than just ranking it in Google. Um, with my local agency, the skill set I had then, 
Um, it was more so me learning to be a good negotiator, to be good talking to people, how to make them feel that I'm a part of their team and that, and they don't want me to go to any of their competitors um, if I leave that office without signing them up then and there because they know I will, like making me an asset. So things like that, but, but and then me choosing my pricing the wrong way and, and making and basically screwing up my pricing module where I was over-delivering and under-charging. Um, um, but you, you're, you're talking about drastically undercharging, yeah. Because you should always really try and over deliver on 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 the service, deliver the value on the back end. But obviously, like you got to be compensated fairly for for what you put in, which obviously you weren't because you were charging maybe a thousand dollars for something that's worth ten thousand dollars a month. You know yeah, I mean? or, or I'd be I'd even be doing stuff for like two hundred bucks a month for certain clients and stuff. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. just wanted to be getting like, but at the same time, I was I was getting experience in areas that I probably wasn't that qualified in at the time. I was learning as I was going. When I was doing Facebook ads, I was spending local businesses' money on their business. But, but I you're learning. You're doing uh, the reps. Yeah. You're, you, you're, by you executing on their money, you're doing the reps to learn, obviously, the game that you're in. Yeah, correct. So, so this, is, this is what a lot of people have got to understand is the fact that they can go and sign these clients up. Yes, they might make less money for themselves, but but it's that it's doing that in the initial period and giving extreme value that you've done that's gone and led on to all the money that you've made on the back end of your, your yeah. affiliate marketing stuff. You know exactly. I mean? um, so basically, from there, um, I started. Yeah, when, when I was at that round five, six grand point, and that was only for a couple of months. I said to myself, "Okay, I have no time. I am exhausted. I'm going to Brisbane every single day um, to see clients and do work, and I was getting home." Living at five in the morning, getting back at eight at night, and I'm like, this isn't the life I want. This, like, this is not what I want. So, how can I free up time that I'm, so I can do more things that I like, and I'm not so exhausted. I, by the by, the end of like eight months of posting at fifteen Instagram accounts every day and finding content every day, and so it was you're just, hating Instagram. I hated it so much. But then there was no way to um, there was no way to get this um, to schedule a post from your computer at the time. Now there's a bunch of tools out there, but um, then there was nothing. So I said to these two guys that launched this product, "Hey, can you um, can you teach me how to do what you what you guys have done? How did you create this software? How did you launch it? Um, I'm happy to pay you guys. I've got this idea here." And they're like, "Look," and I told them, broke it down to them, and we'd already been on friendly terms. I'd purchased some of their products um, and courses previously, so. Um, I was already invested with them. This is the Morrison boys. These weren't, no, no, I, I never actually, um, I didn't know about them at this time. This was a guy called Alex Becker and his partner at the time, you, Alex you, Cass. You work with Alex Becker? Yeah, yeah. That's mad. That's yeah. mad. He's a good, he's a good YouTuber. Alex yeah. Becker. I like a, his YouTube channel. I, lo- I love how straight to the point he is. He makes yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, he's, he's gone through a pretty crazy past two years as well. Big life changing two years with that. But yeah, so I paid him and his partner at the time, Alex Cass, um, I paid. I paid them. It was over thirty-five grand, just initial fee plus a percentage of the software launch that I was going to be releasing, um, and then they were going to mentor me and take me through everything. And in my mind, I thought, okay, this is all the money I have. I sold my car. I sold everything I own. My TV, PlayStation, moving them back in with the family I was there for years. Um, while I was trying to learn all this stuff, and it took about eight months, probably to a year, to actually get the product done to get it to a point where it's ready for market. Um, and they taught me how to sell, how to actually properly sell. Start, I learned more in with these guys than I learned in my entire uni degree, how to sell to the American market, how to sell uh, in a way, because I'm not like, and I find most people here in Australia and in the UK, our mindset isn't, 
look at me, look how amazing I am. It's, it's a bit more subtle. Like if you go for a job interview here, um, you're playing it down. You play it down. Whereas if you go to a job interview in America, if you play it down, they'll kick you out for the guy that's saying, I'm the effing best for your business, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Which is just a cultural thing. But I knew a lot of, as well, a lot of, like, a lot of the online marketing world customers are in America. Right now, I have over a quarter of a million customers. Um, 90% of them are from America. Um, and that's not because we only advertise to America. We advertise worldwide. We have customers in every country. Um, but majority are in America. I see Australia starting to get more momentum in this space. There's huge opportunity here in Australia in the online marketing space. Um, it's still in the world, but I think a lot of people think it's gone and it's saturated and done. But, um, but yeah. So if, you're, if you're good, if you're good at anything and you actually have an interest in it, I think you can do anything. That You can always create space in any market. Yeah. But you've got to want to do it at yeah. the end of the day. It's not, and it can't just be about money. You know when you, when, you, know when you started this, was it solely about money? Originally, I, it was about money. And I'll say this so openly. I found until maybe a couple of years ago when I had this dramatic change in my life where I just was so – I had everything I could ever want and I was just so not happy um, that I then – I always felt like I needed validation from other people. For so many years of my life, it was always about a popularity thing. I'm like, if I can do this or if I have this car or if I do – this and that or this diamond watch or whatever it is, I'll get validation, validation, validation where I would never stop and just be happy with the person I am and really understand what I was bringing to the table. So I'll talk about that a bit more in just a minute. But Yeah, I want you to go into depth with, with that after, after, yeah. you, after you've updated us on this on this Alex Becker yeah, stuff. Yeah, so we finished that. Um, so we finished, um, we were all ready for launch and a big part of it was um, affiliates, getting affiliates to promote my product like I was talking about earlier. So now I've got my own product I want other people to promote my new software launch. So one thing we did, we, we gave away $20,000 in prize. Actually, no, the first time, we, we, my first launch, I gave away $10,000 US uh, in prizes. So whoever made the most sales during launch week um, would get a would get a $5,000 bonus prize. Whoever came second uh, in the second most amount of sales. So you, turn, you turned your salesman, you put your salespeople, like your affiliate, your affiliates, you put them into like a competition of who can sell more to drive up sales. So that not only does that drive up sales, but you're saying on the back end, I'm going to reward you for for driving more sales and making more money for yourselves by giving you another bonus. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or, so many little things like that to get people excited to want to promote my new product when it launches and have them absolutely smash it during the launch week. Because, like, I think in any business, there's like especially in sales businesses guys have egos and if one guy's a giant youtube channel and one guy's a giant instagram account um they have an audience there they have a list and then they can essentially sell anything they want to um but they don't but in my space in my internet marketing space specifically there's a lot of competition certain guys don't like getting beaten by other guys it's all it's all like a big show of who can win whatever competition it is and, and then they think it's then they're a better marketer if they can make more sales and all that, like all these little things that which me as a vendor I want to play on because I want them to keep on pushing it and getting this product into people's hands because I know it's going to benefit the customer at the end of the day. But at this point, throughout this mentoring time, my uh, Alex said to me, "He's like Luke. He goes, if you if he goes, money's always a byproduct of value. If your main focus here is to make money for yourself." Um, and that's your primary and only care, you will never make a dollar. But if your mindset is that you want to help other people, 
uh, and provided as much value to them, then money will be a byproduct of that and you'll make a lot of money for the rest of your life. And that's something I've always really... It's a, good, it's a good analogy to live by because as soon as I learned that myself, it changed the game for me in terms mm. of providing services. I now only I now only provide services to people I actually like. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that means I can stay interested in what we do, but it also means that we we I get fulfillment from what we do as well. Mm. So and the money come the money and often and often to be honest, more money comes on the back of doing that because mm-hmm. you're doing a better job and you're more fulfilled in doing it than just working for anyone and everyone. Hundred percent. Because if you're working for everyone and everyone, you're working for no one. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like you. you you don't know who your market is. Yeah, exactly. You really have to know your niche. Yeah. So, um, so we finally got this product out, um, and it went insane. It did over a million dollars in launch week alone, and it just blew my mind. So, were you up for fifty percent? That so you got half a million dollars? God, yeah. But then um, I, there was also percentages I had to pay out to the boys and stuff as well. But I did make a quite a, quite a bit of money, more money than I, I'd ever think I'd make in in my entire life. I. When that when that money came, obviously you'd never had money at this time, right? Correct. Not lots of money, no. and you'd sold everything to to obviously get to the point where you could obviously invest in this training. And that's another thing I just want people to identify that the fact is Luke sold everything at this point to go and get mentorship, and a lot of a lot of you could get gain a lot, uh, you know, gain lots of years in advancements by seeking mentors and by paying them because then you're fully invested. But what when you got this money and this money is coming to your life, a lot of people that have never had money and don't know how to deal with it. What, 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 what did you actually do with the money? Did you actually start wasting it or like, nah, at first I just didn't believe it was real. I would check it every single day and I'd be like, how the hell has this happened? It was really like surreal. It was, it was really crazy. And then, um, I remember buying my, my dad used to always buy me fake tag watches when we would go traveling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Um, And also when, when he would go traveling, like, like he would come back because he would travel almost full time because I and I didn't see him too much um, for so like probably half the year or more every single year like he'd be working traveling but he'd come home um, and he'd give me these fake tag watches so I remember one of the first things I did buy I bought my dad and I matching tag watches because I know yeah nice like a real one and then yeah, yeah, yeah it was the first time and only time, only time I've seen my dad cry um, which was pretty pretty amazing so I loved that um, and. I but with the first software launch, I basically saved all of that money, um, and then I thought, okay, this because we because just to relate to, to people out there, if you got paid two hundred and fifty US back then, that would probably be about half a million Australian. It may, maybe it still doesn't feel that long ago though. Like I, it was maybe like seven years ago. Seven. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's quite a while. Seven yeah, it's, years. it's probably gone up a bit. Yeah, but. Um, it was it was still a lot. I could have done anything I really wanted to, but then I just acted like it wasn't real, and I was scared. Then I had this new problem of like, okay, can I back this up again? What else can I do? How how can I solve other problems? Um, so I really started to sit down thinking of other problems out there. So a bunch of other softwares I've created. One was um, it was a tool called Li- a tool called Live Leap. Basically, it was a Facebook live syndication software. So. When Facebook Live first came out, and this is how, this is how I get a lot of my my ideas. I think when something new comes out on a social media platform, I think how would this best be used, uh, both alone and with a landscape of tools that are around it. So with Facebook Live, you could you when you go live, you normally you you go live in one location. So but back then I had like ten different Facebook pages. I had twenty Facebook groups I was in. 
I had a Twitter, I had a LinkedIn, I had um, an email list, and I thought to myself, wouldn't it be great if I could go live in one place and instantly that live gets syndicated across to my 10 Facebook groups, to my Twitter account, and a text message gets sent out to all my mobile contacts um, for business. Um, An email goes out, um, it gets posted on any other fan page that I choose for it to be fit. So instantly my viewership would be so much higher. So we created that tool. That went really, really well as well. Um, we created a bunch of other tools like um, we, we, re, we, we re, relaunched um, that Instamate uh, tool that I said. And by, by we, I say me and my operations manager who uh, until a couple of weeks ago was a big part of my business over the past couple of years, but he's yeah. moved on yeah. to his recently. But um but yes, we created some other big tools, um, and the most recent being Advert Suite and Profile Mate, which we might talk a bit about later on, or whenever you want to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. And I just want to go. I just want to go in for before we go on to like some of the tools you've created now, and obviously what and what that's led on to. You mentioned validation. Mm-hmm. Um, you were doing things for other people's validation. Why do you think that? That, that validation you felt that validation was needed and what kind of things were you doing to get this validation in your life yeah sure so i guess like like one big thing so i'll tell you like what how this then how i recognize this because i think a lot of people because i know it happened to me and i've seen it happen to other people as well where um people what we love feeling loved everyone loves to feel loved 100%, it's very yeah. rare for people though to say i find anyway um, that yeah no I've wanted someone's approval I've needed to feel good from other people because I'm not happy internally in myself and I think the most happiness I get out of my life is when I see other people happy because of something that I've done or how or something I've helped them with or whatever it might be I've always gone above and beyond um, for people around me um, and I can think and actually stop one time so but yeah so I guess the way I found out about this was when I made a, made a lot of money. I I remember when I made my first million dollars. I, I saw it in my bank account and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I can say I'm a millionaire now at 25, 26." It was ridiculous. But then that money became zero dollars in my head. I never wanted wanted it to, to go down to nine hundred and ninety nine thousand dollars. I thought, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I basically checked that off as like I'm broke again almost. It was yeah, yeah. good um, idea good idea but then i wasn't investing at place i was just like no i don't want this to go anywhere just sitting there it's a number it's a number in my app on my banking app it's not like you know what i mean i should have been doing things with it but i was too scared to but so then anything after that for a while i started just spending i started traveling like crazy i started doing some amazing travels with um with my ex-partner and then also with my family um i took my mum to to see um the coliseum that's always been a dream she's always wanted a She'd never been overseas to Europe or really overseas anywhere, only like a few places that are quite close, like New Zealand and whatnot, but not yeah. no big proper overseas trips. Never been to America, um, which is something I still want to do forever. Uh, took her to Europe um, and, my, and my entire family, um, and that was amazing. But then um, I moved out with my ex uh, into this giant mega mansion down um down off hedges, I, um, which is it's actually about three streets down from me um, now. Actually, I can actually see it from the rooftop of my place now, and it's just a constant memory of that bad time in my life. But I also learned so much. We moved in there, and then three weeks later, we um, we broke up, and then it was already pretty toxic for about the, that last year of it. And, I, and but when it ended, 
So when I went into that relationship, I didn't have a dollar to my name. When I came out of it, I had all this money and I thought to myself, wow, like, okay, I said, now it's great. I can be single. I can live this playboy lifestyle. Like, I'm happy to be out of all this um, trauma with, with my ex. But I wasn't mentally capable of just controlling myself just to be happy on my own with this time. And I was hurt because of my uh, ex and I ending because it go, it's very different from being with someone um, every single day, obviously, to them being completely by yourself in a giant seven-bedroom mansion, mansion four stories, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, so then I started partying lots. Of, I started having these crazy parties. Anyone that's been to one of them would tell you how insane they were. Like people would just come from everywhere and then like the who's who and like popular, like the most popular people uh, on the Gold Coast, sometimes celebrities would be there. It would just be crazy what would happen. Um, and I, in my head, I was like, oh, this is great. I feel so cool. But really, I know people were just using me for my house and I was encouraging that. So it's not their fault because I was, I was letting yeah, it happen. Yeah, you, you were putting that into the world for them to be able yeah, to do that. Yeah. 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 Um, and it got to this point where I was just so, I, I tricked myself. I was trying to trick my subconscious and that's one thing you can never do. You can never, ever trick your subconscious because it's always going to outsmart of you. It's one reason why I don't believe in um, morning affirmations. Like when you, if you look in the mirror and you're saying, I am an amazing person, I am an amazing person, you're trying to trick your subconscious. And what are you really telling yourself? What What is your body really tell? If you're having to tell yourself you're an amazing person, you probably subconsciously think you're not an amazing person. So by saying it's not going to change anything, but by doing things, it's going to make you then feel and make your subconscious know you're an amazing person, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, gotta, you, you gotta, in order to feel the amazing person you want to feel, you've got to be doing things that light you up. You've got to be doing things that are aligned with, with who you are as a person. Mm. So, like, you've got to kind of ascertain what your triggers are and ascertain where you, where you, where you feel inadequate as a man or a woman and then kind of go back and kind of see where, at which point in your life that those particular things came into your life because I guarantee you it came into your life in, in your childhood. Mm-hmm. So any anything, you know, when, when you felt rejection from your girlfriend, it probably wasn't just that situation where you'd probably felt rejection. It was probably way back in your childhood that you may potentially felt that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting like how like everything from a childhood can – and I'm still trying to work things out. My journey's still going on now. I had a great childhood um, – and I'm just not sure what the whole validation thing was to its root cause, but I'm aware of so much more now, actually. So at this point, in the, I was in this house. I, then I bought a Lamborghini, um, which has always been a goal of mine, but I think I bought it at that specific time because I was like, why not? Um, I could have bought it earlier, but someone, um, one of my mentors told me, he said, look, whatever, you, whenever you're going to buy something, make sure you have 20 times the amount of whatever it is you want in your bank account so to justify did, the purchase. Did you, did you go and buy that Lamborghini cash then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just bought it outright, cash? Yeah, I just flew down to Melbourne. I, I partied the night before, got my videographer, flew down there to Melbourne. What kind of, what kind of, what kind of cash do you have to lay out for one of those Lamborghinis? Um, that one, this one, so it was an older one, it's, uh, but it was about 200 grand, just over 200 grand. And then, um, but I didn't, I didn't realize at the time as well that no one would insure me. So Suncorp finally decided to insure me. I think it was 25, 26. It's like eight and a half grand a year insurance and then stamp duty to bring it from Melbourne up here was ridiculous. So a lot of things, but at that time I was being pretty self-destructive as well. Like I was just, 
I went from caring about everyone else, only caring about me and to blur out any pain that I had from a breakup or being alone or whatever it might be. And then I got to the point where I then I just pulled myself into a psychiatrist, um, not a psychologist, a psychiatrist. And, uh, that was the biggest game changing part of, I think of my life. Cause we sat down, um, and I think a lot of men are really scared of talking about getting mental health and going to talk yeah, to someone, yeah, yeah. but it has been the best thing I'd ever done. And it's not them that's going to solve your problems. They're just going to, they're going to make you aware of what, why you are doing certain things and why you are feeling certain things and breaks it down to like a scientific level of the chemicals being released in your body. So you might be feeling sad, but they don't look at it as sad. They look at it as your body has too much cortisol right now in it or this and that. Uh, and that's why you have this feeling of the label sad, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people, men, like I know for me anyway, I didn't want to go see a psychiatrist because I thought I'd be talking about feelings like love and happiness and these words and tell me how you feel, you know? Like, whereas I found it really interesting learning how my brain's releasing certain chemicals and also not releasing certain chemicals. And now I got diagnosed with ADHD at 28. I find it pretty crazy that no one told me I might potentially have that when I was a kid because it's pretty, something, pretty obvious. So, something I've been through myself, mate. And mm. um, I control I control mine with, with exercise. Yeah. Exercise and and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, like, when I, I've just just got off Monsters, right? And, and anyone that listens to this podcast will know that I've quit Monster. I've been off it now like over probably about 20 days, yeah? Mm. But you give someone with ADHD uh, and smash their adrenals with something, chemical like that stimulant like that you can it it sends you on all crazy different paths highs lows it it makes your peaks and troughs real high and low so you you kind of what you kind of once you once you ascertain like these things like you've 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 ascertained your adhd you can put processes in place that allow you to work between the lines of where you're meant to be Mm -hmm. to keep to keep you more stable Mm -hmm. which is what a lot of people a lot of people like you say they will not go and 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 even put themselves out there to find out okay this it's not wrong with you, but just find out who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's about, and essentially all, all, all ADHD is, it means your body doesn't produce dopamine like the average person does. So for me, it takes me to do more extreme things. Like when I sold everything I had and moved back with the family and all of that, that was second age. I was like, oh, okay, well, this, this is what I'm going to do. Whereas a lot of people, they'll be like, oh, well, it sounds a bit too risky and, you know, I've got a job now that pays well and – and they're yeah. getting dopamine released from their job that pays well right now. Yeah, Even yeah. if it doesn't pay well, they they still feel okay because they're completing tasks. We do we do extreme things like, like for instance, me coming to Australia, mm. broke up with a girlfriend. Literally that day, within the next week, I'd rented out my penthouse apartment, rented out that, went home to live with my, with my family, lived there a couple of weeks, moved out, went and lived someone else, saved the money bought a one-way ticket, came to Australia. I mean, how extreme do you want to get? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? All, all off the back of a breakup, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like- it's crazy. And the impulsivity, and it's been interesting. So since I've learned about that, I learned a lot more about myself. Why am I doing things that are so um, extreme? And why do I feel the need to have these extremes, highs and lows? And, and your body doesn't know what dopamine is being released from. It just knows when it's being released. So two people with ADD, or even if, if you're arguing with someone with ADD, they're going to want the argument to continue because they'll see red quicker. But when they're seeing red, 
their body's releasing dopamine. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and but and the dopamine again, it's the feeling you get when you eat a burger when you when you're starving, that first rush of love, or when you're having sex, or when you're, um, or even when you're fighting. There's so many things that can cause, and if um, these. I guess um, spikes in adrenaline and dopamine. peaks and troughs. Yeah. It's, it's, you're always you, and and it's knowing how to how to find the flat line. Like exactly. if I don't, if I if I if I came in here and hadn't trained this morning, mm-hmm. like I wouldn't be able to sit here and do this. Mm-hmm. Like because I'd just be f- all over the gaff. I'd yeah, I'd be completely. I'd be bouncing off these walls. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, see, you have to have a protocol, a routine in place, mm-hmm. and know where I'm going. Like what I like, I like things extremely tidy. I like I like to know what I'm doing i like to plan things you know what i mean i don't like to but then also uh, uh, the opposite end of the opposite end of the scale i'm like okay random i'm gonna go and do this that i've never even thought of doing Mm -hmm. when then one day i just come up with the idea and the next thing you know i'm in another state or i'm doing something else like just so it's kind of (laughs) like it depends how you feel that day what happens yeah and then it's also and then the biggest thing i learned is being aware like I'm a, I'm so aware now when I'm going to be impulsive, when I'm about to do something that might not be the best for me or there's no point to do it, you know. Like I'm very – I can see from an outside perspective of how my brain is working because I've trained myself mentally to be so aware of it. I, I also do take medication. I know some people might be against it. I was so against taking medication first and foremost, but when my psychiatrist taught – taught me about how my brain just isn't never going to produce produce it in the levels it should i was like okay i'll I'll give it a shot why not and it literally changed like every day is so much easier for me now i get things done faster i'm more excited i'm more creative i'm more driven i can go for longer it's just and, and it's a mix of the both, you know. So you know, if, if you go to see a psychiatrist, like a big part of it is going to learn how to do it, how to be aware of what your brain does. Don't, but don't just go to a psychiatrist that's going to give you some meds and not talk to you about yourself. Yeah, because anyone, anyone that just pumps people full of meds and dulls people's sparkles isn't really kind of like my kind of type yeah, of person. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, personally, me, like I, I've never took, never took nothing f- for it because I, I, I don't um, – I don't totally agree with it. I think that a lot of a lot of that stuff can be controlled by diet and awareness mm-hmm. and knowing knowing things like like I I actively go and search out what triggers me. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if someone triggers me in, a, in in an environment, I'll go I'll go home and I'll write down how I was triggered, and then I'll tr- I'll try and find out how that's how that's affected how I was yeah. affected in my past mm-hmm. my past and what when. When did I first feel like that? Is what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm trying to say. And then once I know when I first felt like that, I can kind of accept that maybe that situation wasn't how it looked at the time, and maybe that's why it's triggering mm. me still now. And that's a very powerful thing. But I think you can do you can do a lot of stuff to like manage there's what you're lot, saying. Yeah, there's a hundred percent without having to go into the, like the depths of okay, let's go get medicated. Mm. But um, but I'm glad I'm glad that you found something that works for you, and obviously you you've gone into it with your eyes wide open. But you first got you first got the you first knew how the land lied before you went. Okay, let's get meds. Do you know what yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I was I was I was totally against them, like you. And it, and if I didn't, the only way, it took me about five sessions with this guy, and that was quite a bit of money to get to that point. Before I even said, okay, let's trial, let's let's test you on some stuff and see what responds to you best. You know. And he like, and it was a, it was a big process to get to it. And, I, and again, I was really offered until I, I said, I'm, "I'll give it a go, and I'll just stop if it's not for me." But 
just that I don't have these giant highs and lows anymore. And then we did this interesting brain scan where they put this ink in your body and it shows how you, um, they do this brain scan and it shows how your brain um, fires when dopamine, when, when dopamine, um, when the dopamine receptors go off and it showed the lack of dopamine in my brain compared to the average brain when we're watching this screen of yeah, yeah, different yeah. images and whatnot. So interesting. And then we did it again a year later. So I was very consistent with this medication and it's a, it's a new type of ADHD medication, but, um, and it's actually a year later and my brain has actually built so many new circuits for dopamine, um, to be received. That's why often a lot of people say that oh, they'll take their ADHD meds for six months and they don't feel it anymore. And I used to think that your body's just got used to it, but my psychiatrist has told me how your brain actually creates new electronic pathways for the dopamine with new dopamine receptors to receive the dopamine because your body's been in a consistent state of level dopamine production from the meds. And I'm just, and I, I I would love also to find a complete natural way to do it. And I feel like you were like how you were saying there are so many things you can do just by yourself. And it depends where you are on the spectrum as well. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, at the yeah. point where I was bloody spending six grand a week on partying and having these ridiculous parties. That I th- was I, stupid. That um, but I think I think this I think there came another problem with 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 your success because what happens with affiliate marketing from what I can gather from you and talking to other people that are successful in your space is the fact that you'll go you'll go you go 16, 18 months, two years to, to kind of learn all these different skills. And then you'll, you'll, you'll do a launch and one will, one will kind of fizzle. And then you'll do a launch and it'll be like, bang, you got success. Now you've got half a million dollars in your bank. That's how affiliate marketing kind of goes off for a lot of you guys. You just, you just, it's not instant success, but when you do get success, it comes thick and fast. But the prop, the problem is you guys have, at, at, at that time before you get that success you're used to having like literally zero dollars and then all of a sudden you're, you're operating on on half a million or a million dollars really quickly but you haven't had because you've not because you've not f- gathered that money slowly and stacked it over time you you don't have the um capacities and the processes in place to be able to deal with that amount of money so you start doing dumb shit with it mm. like a lot if you look at a lot, a lot of affiliate marketers like alex becker too he 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 made a lot of money real quick. Bought the Lamborghini like you did. Went and done all this stuff, and he, he's now living a minimalist life. Like he's got an he's got an apartment. Yeah, um, he dumped and, his ex. He, he moved cities. He he's he's moved cities. He's gone. Yeah, he, he's your friend. You you know more than me. But like I just I just know from watching his YouTube channel at certain points that. And he's so open and honest about it. He's like, he bought all this dumb shit and he was doing all the dumb shit that you were doing. But it was solely predicated on the fact that the money, when it did come, it just came so fast. And it's just like a, a, a hockey stick growth in terms of money. And you were saying, because we, we, we had a talk once off the podcast, probably about eight, nine months ago. And I was talking to you about your Lamborghini, mm. right? And you were saying to me, like, um, you told me about the process of buying it, which is what you've gone over on the previously on this podcast you know it's when you said i'm not gonna i wasn't gonna buy it until i could buy it cash and i could buy 20 of them but you also said to me that you you, you kind of realize that you didn't even need that anymore it's kind of like not really what you what you wanted when you look back on it now do you know what i mean could you can you give people a bit of an insight into this because everyone i think there's so much you could like we can learn from you because so many things that me and you have talked about off the podcast where you've gone and acquired things these where a lot of people do acquire things, but like so many people don't understand that these things that we aspire to, we, we sometimes don't even want them. Hundred percent, and I think it's like where everyone's always just trying to find out how they can be happy. 
the happiest yeah. they can be. And I, I know if if everyone sits and looks at themselves inside, are they truly happy? Are they just ecstatic and content with everything they are, they are in their life right now? I feel like I am now in 90% of instances, I feel that way now. But for a long time, I would always put my happiness in front of me. So I would say when I get this, I'll, I'll be, be happy. happy. When I have the house, when I have the car, when I have the girlfriend, when I make X amount, then I'll be happy. And it never made me happy whenever I get these things. And I think that the biggest problem that people can do, and I used to do it, I probably seem and sometimes still do it, I'll say I'll be pushing this goal, for, goal, goal post into the future. And the future is always going to be exactly that in the future. It's never going to be now. So now is the only time you can actually feel happiness. So instead of putting all this stuff in the future and denying myself the ability to be happy now, yeah, future-based happiness. How can I stop? My, how can I stop in this moment now and appreciate just being here, talking, talking with you, or just, or even I'm sitting at home, just be content with where I am. And I think a lot of people, like you, have to have goals in the future because otherwise nothing gets done. But at the same time, I think it's just as important to really focus on today's Monday. How do I feel? What can I do that's going to make me feel really happy right now? And that, that, in my opinion, is what true happiness is, being happy in the moment. I think, I think one of the most profound things I heard was when I had Ian, Ian on the podcast, um, Ian D Fitness on Instagram, by the way, guys. And he was saying that he just simply wakes up and says, you know, thank you like literally like says thank you for being here because so many of us kind of don't understand to be in the UK in Australia in America you are in the top 1% of people in the world like you are like you you're just blessed because there's people in 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 Africa and and third world countries out there and India that are just chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing even being able to get enough money together to fly out their country to go to America or to Australia or to the UK or just love the opportunities that you've got i mean take for us an example if we walked out of this podcast studio right now and we walk literally five seconds that way we're at the beach we're at one of the most pristine beaches that we could ever be at you know, but but because we've been here, because I've been here for like six and a half years, you you can forget because you've been here your whole life. You could simply forget that you've got this abundance in front of you. Yeah, and I, you, I live on the beach and I forget that it's there. Yeah, 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 bad. Yeah. yeah, and and the house that you've got on on the on the beach is unbelievable. Mm. Down down what the term is like millionaires row in it. So it's like, <laughs> mate, you can't get any better beach than what you've got. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But just, I just think people kind of forget about it, and I just think it's really uh, really good that you've obviously ascertained that you don't need all this just because you've got money you don't need to go and buy a load of stuff mm-hmm. yeah and it won't make you happy if anything it just brings more stress more expenses more more problems into into your life so unless you're just so passionate and i i know for me i, I even though people would tell me this these things don't bring you happiness for me i had to get to them even though in the back of my head i probably knew it wasn't going to be the right thing that's going to give me everlasting happiness but yeah um i had to do it to see it for myself so hopefully a lot of people here can just say okay take your word for it luke but at the same time some you got some people might want to experience that themselves the hard way i think i think we all do experience it at varying different points but my personal opinion is out of the cars that i've seen you acquire Mm. i think the car that gave you the most fulfillment was the one that you gave to your mum 
Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Out of all of them, mate. To yeah. be honest, because it didn't. Not not the cars that you drive. No, no, because that, that. Just tell people about that and how that obviously came about and and the nice thing that you did for her because I think it was yeah, beautiful. Yeah, so I guess after I bought my dad that watch, like when I was like years and years and years ago, I saw him cry. I'd always wanted to do something for my mum and. Mum had been driving around in this really banged up Peugeot for a couple of years and it was just getting to the point where it was dangerous for her. But um, they were going through some financial problems and I thought, and, but, but I just didn't like my mum driving this old rubbish car. So I said to myself, I'm, like, my mum's my mum. She's done every, everything she can to raise me to be the best that I can be. Um, so I said to myself, okay, I'm going to get her a car. I'm going to surprise her with it. So, and then I only got my Lamborghini a couple of weeks earlier um, so I said to mum, hey, I want, I want to film you, um, uh, your first reaction in the Lamborghini, like a reaction type video. She's like, oh, okay. So I got my videographer, we went over, over to mum and dad's and we um, said, um, got her on camera and we put her in the car. We had GoPro set up everywhere. Um, so then I started racing around um, and then she was screaming, having the time of her life. And I said, oh, I just need to pop into Mercedes real quick. Um, and pick something up for um, one of my other cars. And then she's like, okay, no problem. And we went in there and then um, the car was already bought for her. There was like the big sign and bow and it was all hidden. And then, But then the lady, my, one of my friends, Haley, who worked there at the time, she, um, when we walked in, she gave my mum this card that I wrote her and it was like, oh, to mum, just, I just want to say thank you so much for being the best mum I could ever have in my life and I really just appreciate you and everything you've done and I love you so much I hope you're enjoying your new car and then she just started bursting into tears and she just was just so I've never seen her so happy and it was just the nicest feeling to believe that just to be able to give back to her because they probably they probably probably been a reason why I've tried so hard during my life is that I've always wanted them to be the most proud of me that really would give me fulfillment when they've been proud yeah, of yeah, me yeah. and throughout school I don't I, I got I was average at everything C or D grade student sport pretty average aside from tennis and my parents never gave me flack for that they would never push me to do anything I didn't want to do they'd always say they're proud of me even though I was pretty shit at most things they were always there so to be able to say look mum I can actually do this for you now is probably the best thing I've ever done yeah I, um, I do a lot of other charity work for other people for different charities and stuff like that but I don't share too much of it because it's not about me it's about you don't need you don't need it for for the validation of what you're doing do you know what i mean like you you you, you, because it because people think that once you're a marketer once you're once you're a marketeer online and you go and um and go and put that content out there if they see anything like that then you get these negative nancies that just want to come and say that you're Mm. doing that kind of stuff for views for social likes and all this kind of stuff so i understand why why a lot of the stuff that you do you do not share i understand that fully man and i just wanted to bring that up on this podcast because i when i watched that video i thought it was a beautiful video you know and you could tell how much it meant to her because obviously she was going through her own struggles at the time and she'd obviously brought you up all your life and it's similar things to to kind of you know why what drives me with doing everything that i'm trying to do now is to because i want to I actually want to pay off my sister's mortgage and I've got all these kind of grand things I want to do. And people say to you, Frankie, why do you want to do that for? She's got, she can do it herself and she can do it. Yeah, she can. Like, there's no doubt about that. But like, it's just nice, isn't it? Like, she's my sister. Yeah. She's, that's my mum. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to do that for them. It's it, it's just, it's more fulfilling to give to your family than it is to for you to have a Lamborghini or for you to have a, a G-Wagon or whatever, whatever it is in, in my, in my estimation anyway, definitely. But just, just to kind of pivot on from that, like money and happiness, right? Mm-hmm. 
F- from your point of view, at what point in monetary terms do you think that you can't? You, once you get, once you hit this level of money, there's not the happiness kind of like is not predicated on money anymore. Hundred percent. Like, and I, like when I was going through that bad time, I was literally just like I, I lost, I lost passion and drive for what I was doing. And then I was hating myself because of living this crazy lifestyle that was a result of money. So it was this really weird catch-22 yeah, experience yeah, yeah, yeah. that Toxic, I had. Yeah. Um, so it's, the thing is, like, I know it sounds cliche, but the whole money doesn't buy happiness thing. But it does buy – like, for me, traveling is what I love to do. I love seeing things with my eyes, experiencing other foods yeah. and cultures. And you need money to be able to do that. Yeah. So in a sense – And you've incorporated that into your, into your, into your affiliate marketing because obviously you, when you, when you, what, what people know if they look at a few of your launch videos is you got, you'll go to uh, some location that you've always wanted to go to, mm. like um, Africa – you went to Africa and you filmed with all the elephants and the lions and all this stuff. Crazy uh, launch video for your product, mm-hmm. but but you man, you can write that off as a tax write-off against yeah. marketing because you've done that um, and you want to travel there yourself. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, yeah, I try to tie, tie travel into my work so much or if it's an event. And up until this COVID stuff, I used to be in Vegas three, four times a year speaking at um, in all the casinos. There. I think I've spoken nine casinos in Vegas now. So it's just, been, just, just an affiliate affiliate stuff uh no, it's not really it's just online marketing like affiliate marketing is only one area of my business it's not all and what i am there's a software development side there's affiliate as maybe promoting someone and, and then people promoting me there's a speaking circuit side of my business there's webinars where i teach them everything from e-commerce local marketing affiliate marketing like it's a it's a bigger it's a, it's a bigger field than just affiliate marketing but um, that's a topic that I know a lot about, so I often do speak about that. At different do, do you, when you do speaking, do you sell off stage or do you get paid for your speaking? No, I, I usually sell on stage. Um, I prefer to. It's it's crazy. Like I, I love I love the challenge of talking to ten thousand people in front of you that you've never seen before, and they and they are instantly second guessing you, and then building that relationship throughout the hour hour and a half two hours that you have to talk and then by the end of it making them so excited to work with you because at the end of the day that's what makes me happy my passion comes down to me being able to help people and seeing them get results for some part that i've done i've, I've said this said this story the other day on a podcast, a podcast but i was at um i was in vegas i was at mandalay bay i was speaking just before grand cardone and just after ty lopez um and it was i think it was the first or second talk i ever did in vegas um and after the after the, the talk, this lady grabbed me and she waved to me. She said, "She said, come here," but she didn't say it with her mouth. She just waved me with her hand. And I went outside, followed her. I thought it was a bit weird. Went outside and she just kept on waving. And then she had this iPad and she hit play and it said, "Hi, Luke. Um, my name's Stacy. Uh, I just wanted to say because of you, you've helped me make X amount online. Um, it was actually six over six figures. X amount, but I, I won't say exact numbers, but it was over six figures. You've helped me make over six figures online." Uh, and I don't actually have a voice box, and without you, I, do, I thought I would never be able to create a business in my life. But because of what you've taught me and showing up for me every single week on webinars, I've been able to build a proper income online, and I just have to say thank you so much, and that's why I've flown out to Vegas to tell you this personally. And I started crying. She started crying. It was just this real emotional experience. And then, Yeah, and this is a woman you've never met before. Never you met. Did, you didn't know her? No, nah, I've... She, she's obviously been on my webinars, but there's so many people that go on my weekly webinars that I just don't know everyone unless I can 
remember certain names and whatnot. But um, that, and then my psychiatrist, when I was going through my rough stage, I thought I was losing losing passion for what I was doing. He's like, look, what makes you happy? What's one of the most happy experiences in your work? And I said that one. And then he's like, okay, whenever you get down, you feel like you're losing motivation. Think of that. Think of that experience. And I've, at that point, I came to the realization that while I like internet marketing and online marketing, uh, my passion, my love is really that of the helping people, not actually internet marketing. I'm using internet marketing as a vehicle. As your vehicle, yeah, 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 yeah correct. Yeah, yeah. And then it's been interesting as I've been learning more and more about myself and my mind. I actually, uh, my psychiatrist actually asked me this question. He said, Luke, I know you're such a giving person. You go above and beyond, probably to a level that's more intense than most do when it comes to giving. But why do you think you do that? And, I, and then so we're talking about that. But the point I want to make here is that he was like, okay, so when you give so much and you, and you really go above and beyond what someone would do to a lot of people, subconsciously to the other person, it's going to make them feel like they then owe you something, whether they do it like... It's not like them it's saying the law, it's the law of um, recipro- reciprocation, isn't it? So yeah, I guess so. Yeah, um, but so it, people it, want to reciprocate by buying your products and stuff like that. Oh no, yeah, but it even could be a friend, say, or it could, it could be a girl. I mean, say I met, met a new girl and, and then she had a really hard time or something, and I helped her through it, and I really went over over the top in helping her. I'm like, don't worry, we'll get this sorted. You have nothing to worry about. But like, she's going to feel she needs to. She'll like she might like me because of that. She might feel like she wants to date me because of that. But it's purely because I've done something pretty big that then she's feeling that. But is she then interested in dating me or talking to me or whatever it might be because of what I've done? Uh, and the same this the same instance goes for business or whatever. I just made that one up then. Um, but my psychiatrist said he goes, "What if you just tone it down a bit and don't overgive?" would these same people still be there in your life now because you haven't done something big or been there in a big way originally and as a result they felt like they needed to or they wanted to because only because of that. So again, it, it comes back down to the whole validation thing and I'm like, oh, okay, so I've been really working on hard on finding that balance in between, you know. It's been quite interesting. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's good that you've identified that you're trying to, perhaps seek that from other people whereas really you should be getting that from within 100% and I think over the past two three, and, and I realised that three years ago so the past two three years I've been pretty it's been pretty good like I, like, like even at, at that point in time I moved back in the, with the family back then which was crazy because I had a Lamborghini in my parents garage the car was worth a quarter of what the house was but I was there for a couple of couple of years and then I moved out again and, and I've just been doing me and just loving my own company and being with me and the people that are in my life now are there for all the right reasons. I, th- I think a lot of people have got to start getting more comfortable with being alone. Yeah. Like in terms of like just being on your own. Um, 100%. I, sp- I, spend, I spend a lot of time on my own out of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously on my daily walks, I'll do a couple of hours of walking and in the sauna and stuff like that. You know, you just need your own time. Mm-hmm. You know, I work on my own in the morning and I come into the office in the afternoon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Unless I've got a podcast, because I want to, I want to, I want the time to think. Because I think thinking time is what people don't do enough of. Sure. If you don't do enough, if you don't think about what you're doing or what you're trying to achieve, sometimes you can get to the end of your or, or get or achieve this goal, like you've just said. Mm. Like you've just said, okay, I achieve these goals. Then you figure out, okay, my ladder was leaning against the wrong wall the whole time. Mm. It's like, well, that's 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 not great, is it? Because now you now 
now you've just achieved something and you realize subconsciously i didn't even want it yeah exactly you know um let's go into these softwares that you've you've created because i think that's 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 the next thing i really want to cover off is the fact of mate you've you've created so many and i've got some of them on the list here you can see that i've got i've yeah. just showed you the list of, of everything and I, and I know i've missed one which is the the, the, yeah. the latest one off here yeah sure Give me, give me a bit of a, give me a bit of a background into into your softwares and and, and really like what you've been trying to achieve with them and obviously what. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess like like originally when I started my business, it was working with B two B, so working business to business, and uh, I had some great success with that area specifically. So big businesses, uh, Pepsi, UNICEF, WWF, big companies use a lot of my softwares. But as my passion went and, and the money came, I said, okay. I really got the more of a drive helping people, everyday people start create create tools that'll help them either to drive them traffic to a online offer uh, or drive them traffic of people that are interested in what they have to offer from point A to point B. Any online business is purely uh, an offer and a traffic source. And I, I love this because you we, we were talking the other day about some stuff that I'm doing mm. and you just put it plain in context for me and just said that Frankie, all it is we're trying to achieve here is an offer and a traffic source and the traffic source is always easy to get mm. it's the truth isn't it you can go and buy advertising on any platform you like mm-hmm. pinterest instagram facebook google you can you can drive people to visit a page or any page on the internet mm-hmm. but you've got to make sure that the offer on the page converts and the people that you get to the page are interested in the offer on the page exactly right and that's why most people screw up and they do facebook ads or or any form any form of advertising that it's easy to get traffic to a site. It's the hard thing to convert them. But it's not hard if you get the actual traffic source. Or like say I'm doing a, face, excuse me, a Facebook ad. The Facebook ad has to be... Like when they read the Facebook ad, they need to know that when they're clicking on that or Instagram ad or YouTube ad, that when they click on that ad, it or, they already know what they're going to see on the next page. Too many times people will say... Do you want a six-pack abs? Click here. They'll click. They'll click here, and then it'll be a diet plan. And they might not want to diet. They might want a workout piece of equipment or whatever it might be. So there's no congruency. So that's that's just one big tip there. But um, there's a bunch of softwares you've, um, that you've got written down here of mine. I had a tool called Crypto Suite, which is, which was a cryptocurrency software that I did a bit of a side passion project a couple of years ago. Octo Suite, Instamate, InstaEasy, Engage. I made a bunch of these tools were. Um, were really really popular tools um, in previous years but the market's changed so far so they're still around but what i want to talk to you guys about today is uh my most recent two which i think you guys would love advert suite uh and profile mate so advert suite uh it's the world's largest database of facebook instagram google and youtube ads uh so if you're going to go ever do any form of paid advertising uh, or if you might have tried it yourself, you go in there, you type in your actual, um, the text for your ad, the image for your ad, you go in and you select what audience you think might be engaged in what you have to offer, and you put some money on it, then you hit buy, and then you hope that something happens, and you might need to go back and tweak and convert and all of this stuff until you find an ad that may or may not convert anyway. I built Advert Suite to remove that guesswork and basically it allows you to use other people spending the money testing so you, you don't have to. So if you're a real estate agent, for example, you could type in, I could type in any competitor. I could type in Ray White and I would see every single Ray White ad from any agent ever that's ever done an ad on Facebook, Google, YouTube, or Instagram. I can filter those ads out from the most engagement, the ones that have been running the longest, 
for as like if they've been running for a long long time, it means that they're obviously doing well because they're obviously they successful been, if they're running no, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That if it's been running for a long time, most likes, comments, whatever it might be. Um, then it also shows you who who has actually engaged with that ad. Uh, and this is where you can even level up over the people that are doing these um, type of ads because it will say the average – like the majority of – like 90% of people are between the ages of 18 and 30. So I know when I create my ad, I, that's the engaged audience that, what, that I want to enter. Majority are from Australia or Brisbane or wherever it might be. So you can target the specific area yeah. off someone else's analytics. Yeah, so you can get, you can get um, demographics and geographics of the engaged users of the ads. And finally, it also shows you the landing page the ad goes to. So you can just get be given the complete A to Z, just like it's only a three-step thing, really. It's a three-step uh, ad of any competitor. I could type in Nike for shoes. I could see all the most, the best-performing Nike ads. I could type in um, a bunch of other stuff. And uh, if you guys did, did pick this up, I'm, again, I'm not like a hard seller here. This stuff sells itself. But uh, if you do pick it up through Frankie's podcast, I'll make sure to um, give him – uh, a coupon code. Um, by the time this is out, we'll just call it Frankie Frankie VIP, maybe Frankie VIP, and you can chuck that in in in, in the checkout page, and that'll give it to you for the lowest price it'll ever be. But um, just for listening here today, but it's just a tool that if you're ever going to do any form of paid ads, it's just a must-have because it's going to save you so much money because you don't need to spend money testing ads that don't work, and you can just go straight to the most best chance ads that they're going to be the best, most profitable for you right out the gate for again facebook instagram google and youtube so that was advert suite and that tool has become yeah the biggest it was the biggest launch out of any software launch what, in the what world. kind of money we did you turn over on that launch uh, i i don't like going into, into crazy details with this stuff but it was like millions and millions of dollars uh in a week for that launch and where we are now it's just it just sells every single day as a bestseller on JVZoo, which is the world's like the, the number one internet marketing affiliate network. Because you're, because you're like, aren't you the top seller on JVZoo? Yeah, I'm the, I'm the top vendor on JVZoo. Yeah, which is crazy as well. Just this guy from Australia that that just came out of nowhere. So it's been it's been a really cool journey. But um, basically, what that means is I'm the top vendor, which means I my products convert the best, and it's made the most money for my affiliate partners that want to promote my products. Um, Anyone can promote them and earn fifty percent of everything that I that I've created. Fifty percent commissions. That's amazing. The board, which is cool. Yeah, it's amazing because even if people, even if people uh, love your products, they can they can listen to the podcast, get some value out of it. Obviously, go go and buy the products, and uh, if they if they want to buy them uh, to help them do what they're doing, and if they get if they get the the amount of value that, that you, I know that they're going to get out of these mm-hmm. products if if they so choose to they can obviously go and market your products as well and kind of try this affiliate marketing thing out by using your software rather than going and trying to create the software that you've... Yeah, I mean? that's, that's 100% right. And the thing is as well, guys, like I have a 14-day money-back, um, 100% money-back refund guarantee, and we have a 60-day double your money-back guarantee on all my products. So if you come in, you work with us, you implement the training, you work with myself and the support team, do everything that we asked you to. If you get stuck at all, we'll help you through it. And then you still don't get any results after 60 days and you've done all of that. I'll personally double your money back. Um, and it's been interesting. I've done this t- double money back refund guarantee for years and we've not had one person that's ever, that's done what we've said and never got a result from it. So, um, but the thing is, I, if you are in this internet marketing space or thinking about it, don't just jump into it to feel good because you'll get a dopamine rush when you, 
purchase something that's going to help you in your life or the goal of that of it is to help you even listening to this podcast it's great to feel motivated but otherwise if you're not doing anything afterwards it's just entertainment you may as well well be watching netflix than just being entertained by us here you know it's um this trap that this self-help trap that people get in where they are putting time into listening or watching or viewing but then they're never doing no, so there's no action behind it yeah that's 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 a lot of that's been a lot of uh my early problems was i was reading books and not actioning it i was taking these courses mm. and not actioning it and this is this was a time when i was spending a lot of money but but not earning any revenue mm. don't get me wrong these things and these learnings have left me in a in a good place to be able to go and make money um, and obviously surround myself with people like yourself that obviously can help me level up as well and, and, and other other pe- people in my circle and that I've met through this journey. But it, it is one of these things you have to, you have to, there is no point reading a book or taking a course or, or taking on any piece of information if you're not going to implement at least one thing from that piece of information as soon as you've consumed it. Mm-hmm. Like if you do not do that, that one thing, and that one of my mentors, on. one of my mentors told me that he's like Frankie, if you do not implement one thing, if you there's no point reading Think and Grow Rich if you don't implement one thing. There's no point reading How to Win Friends and Influence People if you don't start talking to people by their first names and start implementing these one percent things. Mm-hmm. But every time you read a book or you take a course, you'll see it from a new angle, and then you can go and implement one more thing and one more thing and one more thing, and then these things compound, and then from that point, you can take yourself to a whole different level. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, like you say, there's 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 a lot of people, whether they're listening to this or any a lot of people in the world, and me and you have been both guilty of this in the past, where we where we take on information and don't execute on it. And it's the worst place to be because you've just wasted all your time. You've just spent all your time. You could have been on the beach doing nothing, relaxing, but you've spent time to consume the information. So for God's sake, go and implement some of it. hundred percent. And that's right. So, and then again, like I said, an online business is an offer and it's a uh, traffic source. And again, Advert Suite is one great traffic source with paid ads. The other option uh, that I, is my latest software profile, mate, which just helps you build giant email lists from Instagram and uh, I won't go into too much detail on it here you can check it out through Frankie's link below I'd rather you just go in and watch it and just see how powerful it is but you can grow email this of 50 to 150 users every day for free like and by free I mean you're not spending any money on ads you're not spending any money to get these email leads these are emails you're allowed to contact that are publicly available through Instagram users so imagine if I was um if, if I wanted to help Frankie out here with his podcast and I went on to Tony Robbins, for example, I can actually go through all of Tony Robbins' fans manually and then see which ones have their actual email address in their bio as a button. On, on average, it's 1 in 10. Some pages have more people that have their email public and whatnot. But imagine if I went through all of them one by one. It would just take it would take a long time to do that one by one. Um He's got a he's got a million followers, so it's going to take him. It's going yeah. to take a hell of a long time it's to going, do that. It's going to take a really long time to do that. So what we're going to do uh, is um, I'm going to put this link below, and you'll see how ProfileMate automates that entire process, so you can mass reach your audience or any audience, and then just provide them an offer. And inside these both these products, I'm big on training. Software is great, but if you don't have the training. Uh, on how to actually create a business, then it's just going to sit there gathering dust. So that's another big thing. Yeah. So so 
give me give me a bit of a background on how you go about like just even coming up with all these ideas and like of the recent ones that have been so successful because it's not it's like a lot of these a lot of these softwares that you've 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 kind of been putting out into the world like recently have been really hitting home runs in terms of like the revenues you're doing on the back end your your affiliates have been earning really great money on the back end like everyone and and the reviews that i've seen from from the clients that have used the software are powerful too so that that's like a three-pronged approach that's obviously all working how do you get that how do you get a succinct result like that in, in, term, in terms of coming up with an idea that you know is going to hit a home run, and do you, do you think of often do, have you have you built softwares in the last say two years where you've built them and then thought, nah, this is not this is not the right thing? So I guess um, whenever I create something, it comes down to a problem that I already have, or if I can see an opportunity in something that I wish I could do myself. It's never. Um, it's never looking at it like how much money can I make with this. I always, and then my number one goal always is, is is this something that I would use in my life and how would this then help people in affiliate marketing, local marketing and e-commerce, which are the three main ways to make money online. Um, so that is my, whenever I see things happen, I see the marketplace shifting, I look for the opportunities and I see I, I, I can never sit sit down and brainstorm an idea. It'll come to me randomly. I'll be doing something, I'll be flicking through on a phone and then I might see something new and I'll be like, oh, that's pretty cool. Well, how could I use this? You know, it's quite random. There's no real, I wish I, could, I wish I could say I could sit down and write down a brainstorming session, but I've never been able to do that. It's, it's usually from using things physically. And like getting frustrated with something. Being frustrated or just seeing something going, okay, that's new, what's that, you know? So I saw the other day that some Instagram pages now have a shop button. So they got the shopping, like almost like Marketplace on Facebook, but a shop page on Instagram. So I'm starting to think, what can I do there? I've never created a software that I've then not released in terms of it's, I didn't think it would be good enough. I've created a TikTok, a TikTok software actually though recently. I haven't released it yet because I'm waiting to see if it's going to get banned in um, America, uh, TikTok, if it will yeah. or won't, I'm just yeah. waiting for these elections and we're going to see what happens then because it would suck to release something and then have to, every, then TikTok get banned and everyone then be pissed off at me. So I just want to make sure it's... Yeah, you want to make, to sure, go, right? make so, sure it's all good before you start getting involved correct. in all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So what, what kind of, can you give us any information on what kind of stuff, what stuff you're planning for TikTok or is that a bit of a hush-hush? Yeah, no, I can tell you. It's basically um, almost similar to Instamate. So again, there's no way to post and schedule and uh, and find content to post um, to TikTok from your actual computer. So TikTok's the phone app again. So I wanted to create a way that I could do post my uploads, schedule content to TikTok all from your computer along with the ability TikTok's unique. You can actually download any video on TikTok and save it to your camera roll. Yeah. So I thought to myself, okay, say I search for the hashtag cars, I'd find the most viral car videos on there from different users that have posted a video of their done up car and hashtag the word car. It made me think, okay, well, a lot of my audience and customers right now, they're not people that want to be dancing on TikTok and videoing TikToks, yeah. but they might want to, reach out to the market of people that are interested on cars, for example, or dogs or whatever it might be with an e-commerce product or an affiliate product or say so, e- you're, so you're saying pick the most viral video down your, your, your software will download it for them. They'll, they'll post it to their TikTok. 
Yeah, it, it, and the software would repost it, schedule it to their TikTok, and then they'd put their link to what they're selling. Correct. In 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 the description of of the content, of the content on their page, yeah. and, and they know that that video is pr- proven to be loved by lots yeah. of people, so they know it'll, it'll get lots viral. of engagement, yeah. and then, and they'd sell things through the back of the video. That's a, it's a great concept. That yeah, so that's what's coming up. I've got a um, I'm I'm still really passionate about advert suite and profile, mate. They because they're just. They just get such insane results. They're my two products that have got the best results for my customers um, in terms of just giving someone the fastest way to go in, get started, and make a, make profit very quickly without making many mistakes along the way. Because um, it's, it's, it's also, yes, it's good to show the right way to do things, but I also love talking about the wrong way to do things. So inside all my products, I talk about mistakes I've made so you don't have to. Um, because when you can see the flip side of things, sometimes things make a bit more sense to certain people. And, as well. and, and I'll put links to all like your Instagrams and YouTubes and all that stuff where yeah. you give a lot of free content away. And obviously, there's free content in if anyone signs up to any of your trainings or any of your services or, or, or softwares, then they'll get free training there. Like you 100%. say, get what just just I want to clarify this. What in terms of like many people out there have or many people that listen to this will probably either have jobs or businesses that they, they might not like. Mm-hmm. So I know for a lot of people that listen to this podcast have have very successful businesses and they hate them mm-hmm. because they built themselves a, 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 something that requires a hell of a lot of time and a hell of a lot of capital sure. to operate. There's also a lot of people that listen to this podcast that have jobs that hate them too, mm-hmm. right? And there's also a lot of people that are fulfilled. But in terms to go from zero to $100,000 a year online, in your opinion – what is the fastest stage step by step route that people can take route route whichever country listening to this in mm-hmm. but what what is what show me, give me your fastest game plan from 0 to 100k because i think that's where most people want to be sure so the first thing what i would get you guys to do is i'm i'm going to give you a video frankie that you can chuck on this page it's the top 3 ways to make money online in 2020 yeah i would look at those watch that video I would look at the three ways, which is affiliate marketing, e-commerce, and local marketing. They're the only long-term sustainable businesses that I see people that they can actually sell, um, sell something that actually can actually get into that six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure bracket consistently. Yeah, um, it's not just a trend that's coming and going. These are proven business models that are going to stick around. Um, they all cost next to nothing to start, if not nothing at all. Like affiliate marketing or local marketing doesn't cost you anything. Um, then for the three months, I would just be obsessed with which which one of those three areas after you watch that video. One, one, if it's e-commerce, be obsessed with learning about everything you can do with e-commerce for the next three months. Study for three months, but have that date set that, okay, this is the date I'm going to implement. So, yeah, I love that. I love that because too many people don't set that date that they're going to implement, and then that's why they never implement. Yeah, or people are trying to implement while they're learning, but then they learn something else five days later that then makes them think they would have done what they were, did previously different. So just give yourself that time to study for three months, and then the next three months really go back into implementing everything you've just learned. Don't try learn anything else new. Learn the the basic set up of what you've spent that first three months doing and don't get distracted from that at that point you should be making some form of money already but after that six months there's no reason after half a year of learning and implementing you are not making money online um if you are not it would it it would be purely because i would say you've either given up or you haven't been as 
engage with it as you should have been throughout that time. And by engage, I only mean four hours a day, weekends, just just be obsessed with it for that small period of time. And this is where people um, cop out. They go, it's too hard. I I can't be bothered. It's just taking too long or whatever it might be. But it just means that they don't want it enough. The people that want it enough, just really set these time frames because think about it now. How like six months ago? I, when, when was that? Like it's November now. It's ridiculous. I yeah, feel like yeah, that yeah, was yeah. yesterday. Six yeah. months is going to go so fast, so quick. It sounds like in your in your mind, oh, it's going to be forever, six months away. But it's if you look in the hindsight of it, goes so quickly, right? So dedicate yourself to that, and then after six months, have a look at how you can bring other areas. Uh, other tools, other softwares to leverage where you've already got. But you need to get that basis down of what is your offer and then what is your traffic source on a basic level. And I think there's a lot of um, a lot of things that, uh, like if you've got a business, a bricks and mortar business or online business or something already, or you've already got like a any type of business, there will be affiliate products, products that are good, that will, that will slot right in with what your customers want and need mm-hmm. that you can just bring into to your business. And I want a lot of people to understand that, that there's, you don't have to go creating a product in a lot of cases. A lot of these businesses, um, like there's, like if you're a lawyer or a accountancy firm, there's there's affiliate products that you can that you can bring in sure. that you could sell to your existing customers that, that help your customers and provide you with a residual income. 100%. Do you know what I mean? And that, and that often a lot a lot of these affiliate products pay fifty percent and they pay monthly. Yeah. Like in terms of like if it's if it's a subscription service and it's and it's hundred dollars a month, yeah, you'll get fifty dollars US a month for, yeah. for, for as part of that exactly. residual income to your business. Mm-hmm. So like there's, there's loads of bricks and mortar businesses that can do it. They just a lot of them. I'd say ninety percent of the businesses in the world do not have a, do not have affiliate products within their ecosystem, no. and they probably need them. They probably need them. Is there just one one more piece of, of advice before you go? Is there anything that you think that if if there's one piece of information that you could drop before you leave this podcast today that you think could could change the most amount of lives, like for for the listeners who listen, what what would that bit of advice be? For me personally, and looking back at everything that I've done, is that I feel if you can sit down and you can look at yourself and you know that there's something more that you can be doing in this world or can be giving and you're not reaching your true potential and you're not satisfied. A lot of people are going to listen right now and they're going to be so completely satisfied, which is amazing. But there's going to be people here that they know they have something bigger to give. They have something more to give and do with their life than what they're currently doing. And often when we feel that, we either, one, attack it, which rarely happens to for a lot of people, or two, we'll dull it down and we'll, like, oh, no, nah, I, I don't know why I'm feeling this. I've already got a job and whatever. Um, if you have that feeling in you, just get fucking hungry about it and let that feeling just overtake you so you actually go out and give it a go because you are you are failing yourself if you're not giving yourself the best chance to succeed. You might be scared to start because you, you think you're going to fail, but if you don't start at all, that's failing 100%. It's like if, if, if you tell her, like in a nightclub, like, I remember someone said to me once, "If um, like, why don't you go talk to that girl there?" I'm like, "No, no, what if I get rejected?" They're like, "Yeah, well, it's 100 percent no if you don't go ask. If you go try go try have a chat, your chances are instantly better than not it's, trying it's instant, at all. You're instantly like, yeah, instantly fifty fifty. It's yeah. either yes or no. Yeah, and that and then that really just changed my life. And then I got really confident with talking to girls. And but without that advice, maybe I wouldn't have thought of it like that. So think about it like this." 
do, like if you know deep down there's something more you want to do or you can bring to the table or you want to live in your life and think about how how important that is that to you and if it's important don't dull that down let it fire you up and go get it hey i, re- I really really resonate with that and i really appreciate you saying that on here and if you I'll, I'll put links in in the bio to all of luke's trainings and, and softwares and stuff and i'll also put links in there to luke's instagram so you can reach out to him and message him if you've got any questions related to this podcast i'm sure he'll answer them all there thank you very much again mate thanks, for coming Ray. on the podcast and mate it's been a blast awesome it's been fun thanks thank you everyone for listening and um hopefully come back again another time we'll have keep on talking dnm sounds good yeah cheers mate thanks brother peace out Don't forget to subscribe to the Frankie Lee Podcast.